Good morning. All right, it's the 27th day of December. It's 23, 2023. Yeah, this is Daybreak Live right here from our kitchen. Let's get going. Hey, good morning, Melissa, Elvis, Rich, Bob, Peggy. All of y'all. All of y'all. Let's do an old, I'll fly away. Oh 
And no, it's not a banjo. No. It is a banjolele. Check that out. Look at that. It's my Christmas present from Michael. Banjolele. Where's Sarah? Sarah is visiting a friend from Hawaii. She's not in Hawaii, but her, the friend from Hawaii is here, and she leaves Friday. So under emergency situations, she went to go visit her. <laughs> yeah. Make sure she had to see her before. Yeah. before the, the emergency yeah, being, she's leaving for yeah. Hawaii. She's not going to need to see her. Right. I mean, I'm sure y'all don't want to go visit her in Hawaii. I'd like to go to Hawaii. Any of you guys ever been to Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Banjalela. Yeah, it, it is cool. That's, uh, he just got it the other day. I guess it's the first time you ever played one, right? So he's just kind of working it out there as we were doing it. It was fun, though, wasn't it? I love the banjo. You know, I'm a hillbilly. We're from Tennessee. We love banjos around here. We got it in banjo in uh, some of our Sweet Surrender songs, album songs. Yeah, Josh, maybe you need to teach me how to play the banjo. <laughs> Mom, are you going to learn how to play banjo? Maybe, I just might. You know, hey, babe. Uh, hey there, Philip Scott. How you doing? Hey, babe. Nah, babe. Uh, been there. Charles, you've been there. In the Army or what? Yeah. All right, let's jump into our Bible study this morning, and we will take off. Yesterday we ended with uh, iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. We talked about constructive criticism, and uh, now we're going to jump right into verse 18. Now, these seem to be some, I would think these would be some that we need to talk about a little Thank you for being here on daybreak, and and uh, you know we've been having some new people check us out. So if you're checking us out for the first time, and this is daybreak, it's a Bible study, comes on at eight o'clock Central Time, Tuesday through Friday, every week. If we're here in town, if we're not on the road, uh, and we just it's a discipling, it's actually a discipling. Uh, Bible study to go through the Bible verse by verse, just talk about the scriptures and and try to pull out and talk about what they're talking about here, what the Proverbs are talking about. We've been going through the Proverbs now for quite a while. It's taken us a while, but we don't want to go too fast. You know, we want to be sure that we get things out of here that we need to get. And so today we go over to verse 18, and we'll start here. And let's just say a quick prayer as we begin. Father, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus our King, Lord, would you be with us as we study your word, as we study your holy scripture, Lord. May you speak to our hearts, and may our hearts be uh, uh, fall more and more in love with you, Lord, as we seek to understand you better and understand ourselves better thank you so much in jesus name amen so it says here whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit so he who waits on his master will be honored so we have another sowing excuse me sowing and reaping proverb here when i first read this when it says whoever keeps the fig tree it made me think of 
all the way back in the beginning in chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. To tend and to keep it. And then the Lord says, you can eat of everything that's in the garden except for that one tree, right? But from the very beginning of creation, this was even before the fall, man was created to and put in the garden to keep the garden, to tend it and to keep it. Well, this proverb is saying, like a man, uh, whoever whoever keeps the fig tree, in other words, he tends to the fig tree. Now, the fig tree was probably the, I mean, it was very populous in the land of Canaan, okay, uh, in that area, and it took a lot of tending, I understand. I don't know much about fig trees personally, but I have read that the fig tree takes, you know, you have to tend to it quite a bit. Probably a lot of pruning and things like that. But what the proverb is saying is the one who tends to it, the one who keeps it, gets the fruit of it. There's a fruit. There's a reward that comes from keeping and tending to the fig tree. And then it says, so, so this is an allegory or a, a picture of the next line. So he who waits on his master will be honored. And so this is talking about servanthood and being a good servant. And that if you're a good servant, your master is going to honor you. And there's many different ways that a master uh, honors his servant. But I thought of a scripture I wanted to go to uh, talking about servanthood because probably, I don't know if any thing would describe actually new covenant new testament new covenant discipleship christianity the messianic life as servanthood servanthood should be the number one explanation of who we are as people of god so i'm going to jump over to ephesians chapter six i had a uh, a scripture here uh, that I wanted to read. I'm going to start with verse 5. I'm going to read to verse 10. So I'm in Ephesians chapter 6. Now, just like he who tends or who, who, he who keeps the fig tree gets to eat of its fruit, there's a reward to being servants. Uh, and Jesus talks about this over and over and over. Uh, matter of fact, we won't go there, but in Matthew uh, chapter 25, remember Jesus is saying, he says, well, good, uh, uh, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You have been faithful over a few things. I'm giving you authority over many things. And that whole area in Matthew 25 is talking about how the Lord is going to reward his servants. So let me say here that being a good servant and serving the Lord here, yes, we will receive honor even here on this earth, I believe. I believe God will find ways to honor you and I here on earth. But if you never seem to receive it here, you're definitely going to receive it when you stand before the king. And, and he says, you have been good 
and faithful. You're a good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'm going to give you authority over many things. Honor. I mean, enter into the joy of the Lord. Come. I've got all kinds of things laid up for you. And he honors. Heaven is going to be, you're going to be distinguished in heaven by how much service you gave to the king. That's why the Lord says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. He wouldn't entice us with that if it were not something we could do. The Lord taught his disciples, what I want you to do is fall out of love with this place other than loving people to get them to turn to Christ. That we need to do. But he says, quit laying up treasures here. If you, if you seek for treasures here, you're going to end up with nothing there. So lay up treasures in heaven, and that's the teachings of Yeshua. He's the one that says lay up treasures in heaven. So you must be able to do it. How do you do it? How do I lay up treasures in heaven? By following the teachings of the Lord and by serving him while I'm here. And serving God while I'm here even looks like serving other people while I'm here. So I'm, I turn to a scripture that's even hard to grasp. Uh, hard because we live in a time to where we know, you know, we think of things like slavery and we think how awful it is. And it, and it was awful. It was awful. Uh, and the teachings of Christ, the teachings of the Lord will be the teachings that would inevitably destroy slavery. But even here in chapter 6 of Ephesians, it says bondservants, I mean slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. In sincerity of heart as to Christ. So he says if you are a slave, if you're a bondservant and, you get, and you're born again and you're saved, you, you get saved and you're a servant, you be the best servant you can be. And you serve your master not as serving the master, the person, but as in serving the Lord. These are beautiful scriptures. Verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers. You're not trying to please men. So you're not serving to serve men, it says, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So now you're saved. Now you, you realize Oh, we're here for a short time. We're here for a short time. So you be the best servant you can be. The teachings of the new covenant is whatever station, you know, when, you, when you're born again and you're saved by the grace of God, then you be the best servant of God you can be in that station. People, you, you know waitresses say that the worst crowd is the church crowd? Which is a shame. Is that a, that should, that should shame us. For restaurants say the most uh, the most ungrateful, lousiest tipping, most demanding people they wait on is church people after church. What? Where's that come from? We should be the most pleasant people, the most serving people, the most helping people on earth. Not because we're trying to please men, but we're seeking to please God. And by pleasing God, we're going to serve people. That made me think, you know how 
uh, Jesus got on the Pharisees for fasting some things, but leaving out other things. Uh-huh. Like, if fasting on Sunday morning is going to make you hangry and rude to somebody, <laughs> rude it's better that you eat a little something and let the the fruit of the Spirit come out <laughs> of you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't be hangry. Don't be rude. Don't be, don't, don't be like that, right? With goodwill, verse 7 now, I'm in Ephesians 6. If you're just getting with us, I'm in Ephesians 6. Verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord. There it is. As to the Lord and not to men. Verse 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Whether he is a slave or he's free. Remember, the gospel is going into the Roman Empire. The gospel is going into the Greek cultures. Slavery is part of the culture. Yes, over a period of time, the truths of the teachings of the Lord Jesus, loving your brother as yourself is going to push it out. But you don't change a culture overnight. You don't just snap your finger and everything changes in a culture. But you can change when you're born again. Verse 9, look, what about if you're a master? What What if you have a slave and then you get saved? You masters do the same things. To them, giving up threatening. Quit threatening your slaves, okay? Knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there's no partiality with him. Here's what here's what Paul is saying. Hey, you guys out there, when you get saved, you come to Christ. This was bold teaching. Can you understand how bold this was? This was bold teaching in the day it went out. Okay, now now you're born again, now you remember this. There's no partiality with God. The slave is your brother now. We sang O Holy Night uh, last week. And I said, it's, it's an abolitionist song. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break. Talking about those shackles and those chains that men enslave other men. It's ungodly. God never meant for it to be that way. All men are created equal. All humans are created by God. Chain shall he break for the slave is my brother. If the gospel sets people free and it changes cultures. Amen. All right, we'll turn back to the Proverbs. So he who waits on his master will be honored. God will honor you. Be a good servant of the Lord. How do I serve the Lord, Brother Scott? By serving people. By serving people. And do it without murmuring and without complaining. Hello. Everybody said, oh me. Oh me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. This is good. This is good stuff. This is why we study. God, make that more in my heart. And another thing that wait on your master, you will be honored. You know, you let let the let the master honor you. Don't don't try to exalt yourself. You take the low seat and let the Lord lift you up when he wants to lift you up. Amen. Verse 19. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. So if you got good smooth water, they didn't have mirrors like we have mirrors. But if you would look and peer down into water, and it's good smooth water, you would look and there would be a reflection. 
and it would reveal, you would look and you would see yourself, okay? It would, you would see a picture. You'd see your own face, face to face in the water, the reflection, or we would say the mirror. This would be a mirror in our days. We look in the mirror and it reflects our face. It reveals to us. So a man's heart reveals the man. Now the scripture I want to go to. I just had scripture coming to me as I was reading these this morning. Jesus says, uh, so I'm turning to Matthew chapter 15. Listen to this. Are you also still without understanding? He says to Simon Peter, because Simon Peter's like, tell me what you're talking about here. You know, not that to go, you know, not what goes into the mouth defiles the man, but what comes out. I don't really get it, Lord. What are you talking about? Verse 17, do you not? Yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. And here, the unwashed hands is talking about the ritual washing of hands that was mandated upon the people at that time. But let's say this. What Jesus says, basically, people will reveal to you who they are if you'll just pay attention. So we've had some things happening in our, in our country. We've had... Elite college campuses like Harvard, Harvard that are revealing the leftist, communist, socialist ideologies that are being taught there. And though we might go, I can't believe this is coming out of the colleges. Ain't we glad? Does, doesn't it reveal who they really are? They're not hiding it anymore. Right? It's showing. It's showing. It's revealing people. Why would you want to pay $70,000 a year to send your kid to a place that's going to teach them to hate America, to hate God, and to stand for everything that's wrong? Yeah, it might be time to bring back some apprenticeships. Yeah, come on. So verse 19, Proverbs 19, just like the water reflects the face, man's heart reveals the man. Okay? People may say one thing and do another. You can tell. Just pay attention and it will be revealed. Their heart will be revealed. Okay? And when their heart's revealed, believe it. Man, I'm not going to get as far as I thought I was going to get. Do you ever? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read the next one. We'll take it up tomorrow. I didn't realize what time it was. I may have talked a little much this morning. Hell and destruction are never full. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. So let's leave off here and we'll bring we'll talk about this tomorrow. Let me let's leave this question. Why is it that we're just never satisfied? What's wrong with us that we can never be satisfied? The eyes of man, and I would say the eyes of mankind, both men and women, we're never satisfied. We're, we're never just satisfied we are in the Lord and we can find that place in the Lord we'll talk about that
tomorrow. But it's something we should sincerely ask ourselves. Amen. And uh, we'll take up with that tomorrow. Thank you for being here for this Daybreak Bible study. Let me jump over here on the chat. <laughs> All right, just looking at the last year. Yeah, it's never enough. Brother David Hamlet's mother has Some passed away. Saw that in the comments yesterday. Let's remember to now, I don't think Brother prayer. David Hamlet is part of Daybreak, but uh, Sister Kay is, and they go to the same church. Sister Kay's a wonderful sister, and Brother David's a good brother. And uh, his mother passed away, huh? You know, they used to come on before his wife passed. Um, yeah. They used to come on Daybreak pretty often. Pretty often they used to come on Daybreak. <laughs> Miss Diana passed away. He lost his wife, and now he's lost his mom. So just keep him in prayer, please. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Peggy. Thank you. I'm glad you love Daybreak. Hey, if y'all got you guys didn't love Daybreak, I sure wouldn't be here either. Uh, but we study the word together, and God is blessing us and helping us, right? So, again, thank you for being here. Let's just lift up a prayer for David. Would you just join with me? Lord, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, we lift up Brother David to you that you'll touch him, bless him, comfort him with the loss of his mother. Uh, Lord, uh, the Dawson family with the loss of their 23-year-old daughter. Lord, uh, We lift that family to you. Terrible. Lord, uh, but we understand she had a testimony, was a believer, and so she's experiencing glory right now. But we do pray for comfort, Holy Spirit comfort for that family in their time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Right. God bless you, saints. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.